Hello, welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Not that. So far. We're fast approaching number 100, you know. Do you know what we've stopped watching? We were loving it. Couples Therapy. If you are interested in a podcast like this, which you must be because you come to this title, do check out Couples Therapy, a series on Netflix. We love it. BBC. Is it BBC? BBC iPlayer, yeah. I think they must have it. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very American. It's very good. The therapist in it is very, very good. good. Yeah, yeah. And it's just fascinating watching how couples... And also watching how they have so little awareness of how they come across with mm. each other. Well, I think that must kick in. Well, it does kick in for us as well, doesn't it? Awesome. Yeah, I think it made us think about how we communicate and stuff, just watching it. And it brings up a lot of discussion. Mm. That's the other thing, isn't it? But also, so do these. Maybe we should watch these back to learn things about, about each ourselves. other. About ourselves, Yeah. And, you know, guys, we were just sitting here chatting about podcasts that we've done before, and we know there's a lot at the moment about menopause, like there always is, which is good. So last year, we did two menopause chats. One was very much from the perspective of a couple. Mm -hmm. So us both coming to, to an understanding of what we've been through, because we didn't realise at the time. So it might be a really good one if you're struggling at the moment to watch with your partner. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, I think, was all about HRT. Right. I, oh, and the changes I felt that yeah. had, had happened. Yeah, so yeah. there's two podcasts. Well, there's tons of podcasts, but just because people are, are asking me a lot about the menopause mm. again at the moment, so I just thought I would direct you to those if you fancy. There you go, guys. So today we are talking about this is... Well, can I say where this came from? Yeah, you say. Uh, one of my favourite films of the eight. 80s, must have been the late 80s, was When Harry Met Sally, starring Billy Crystal One and Meg Ryan. At the time. Really? At the time. God, I never knew that. Yeah, it wasn't. And the reason I liked it was because, for me, I'm, I'm not a film snob. I like really esoteric films, but I love mainstream films too when they're done well. And I thought it was a brilliantly written, very funnily observed film about the relationship between men and women, and obviously it features a relationship at the centre of it. Unfortunately, everyone talks about, sorry, I've just been struck by the hand of God. Mm -hmm. um, most people just remember it for the orgasm scene with Meg Ryan and then sort of dismiss it going, oh yeah. That. But it, it, it's a re I would urge you to go and watch it. It's a really interesting film about relationships. And there's a point in the car where Billy Crystal, who's very funny in it, says, um, men and women can't be friends without there being sex involved or a desire for sex involved. And uh, he uses a he uses the line at one point, she's sort of challenging this and pushing back on this and saying, yes, you can, that's not true, I can't. And he goes, no, he wants to bang her. And in every scenario, he goes, no. Well, she sets up different scenarios. Yeah, scenarios where, no, of course you can be friends. And he'll go, no, pretty much certain he wants to bang her there too. And it's a very funny scene where he has no doubt that men cannot have a relationship with women without sex or the thought of sex or the potential for sex being being in there. So I thought it would be a good, good topic. Well, so that's maybe very much from a male perspective. Yeah. So would you agree with it? Um, I would say that at a certain point in my, in my life, I would have agreed when with it. When you were them. younger. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I'd be lying if I didn't say that in some capacity as a, as a young man, when you meet most women incredibly stupidly and naively and inexperiencedly, if there's such a word, you would almost <clears throat> just ask yourself the question yeah. if you're attracted to this person. That's different to objectifying them. You weren't sort of like looking going, oh, would I like to have sex with her? It wasn't like that. You were trying to work out the feelings of attraction yeah. that you have to this person. 
which you do do with people of the because if you're with if you are heterosexual mm. and you are and so so me as a heterosexual woman if i meet a new friend a woman mm. i'm going to be attracted to her in lots of different ways yeah. but i'm never going to question if that's sexual because i've never had any sexual yearnings for another woman yeah and is it that we automatically just do that if it's the opposite sex like if somebody makes us laugh and you think oh god is that because i'm attracted mm. to them just simply because they're Funny. of the sex yeah, that yeah, you would yeah. normally yeah, be yeah. attracted to right so is that what you mean it's not necessary it's the confusion of what's yes. attracting you yeah and i think and i think certainly when you're younger though i mean i guess it's also when you're older i mean when you're in a rewarding relationship i don't think you do and i certainly haven't i mean when you're drinking i don't think that's true when, when you're drinking you do i mean i suppose it will become interesting because well no there's, there's finding other men attractive and there's sort of you know whether it be a celebrity an actor you know lots of women go to things like magic mike and stuff like that that's one thing but in terms of have, maintaining a friendship a working relationship you know an intimate working relationship with a man between a man and a woman you know I'm almost certain that the man will at some point thought about the possibility of, of something sex. happening between the okay. two. I wouldn't say you right. necessarily so have what sex. Makes, what separates the boys from the men mm. is that a man might have that thought and, and then pass the long it grass. by. And that is just normal human behaviour yeah. and not something to be ashamed of yeah. or to be scared of or to feel that you've been unfaithful or any mm. of those things. Mm. But there's many women that I know that would say that thought is infidelity. Right. And that then you're getting into the thought police and then I yeah, think yeah. that's a dangerous I think that's a dangerous road. So what is it like for women? I mean I mean I think that's my honest well not for women, think, not that you're speaking for all women, but I mean for you. I mean does it sit do, over the, I mean, and again, it's a youth, for me, it's very much a youth thing. It's also very much a drink when I was drinking thing. Uh, anything that kind of makes you <laughs> regress. And when you're younger, you'll kind of naturally regress mm. from where you are now. I've never really had any straight male friends. Right. All my male friends have been gay. Right. Um, and that's because I think fundamentally, I'm not that comfortable with men. Oh, right. My my first choice always is to spend time with women. Right. So if I go into, say like we went and we met a group of your friends, I'm going to, and there's the girls and the boys, I'm going to automatically, or somebody new boyfriend right. goes to, me to introduce me to his friends, I'm going to just naturally move towards the women. Right. I'm more comfortable with women. I can speak to them more easily. I'm more my authentic self. Mm. I've just never been comfortable with men. Wow. That's, that's that's kind of unusual. Is that unusual? I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I mean, I if think, I think I can I think th of another one of our friends who said exactly the same thing that her, yeah. her main friend, her, all of her male friends are uh, gay. Mm. Um, I, I, it's funny. I have heard that a few times. I mean, I suppose I, I don't. I, I I mean, I just can't do it. So do lots of women, you know, do, do women generally? I mean, it's a horrible word to use, but do they do, ever do an audit of men that they meet? Maybe it's not friends. Maybe it's when you just have an acquaintance with someone. Is is the thought? Hmm, I could if I was in a different. Well, I'm sure for plenty of I'm sure for plenty of women, and I think what well, you're right. I think if you're in a very unhappy relationship, I think exactly. if you're not being 
made a fuss of, not being made to feel that you're interesting, not no. having any of your feelings validated, not yeah, getting yeah. any affection, oh wow, you're in danger from making a friend. Yeah. I really do think that. Yeah. But I think if you're in a good relationship, like I would truly um, trust you if you were to make a new female friend. That's not to say that if it was somebody that I felt was... So say you made a new friend. So say you, you were on a job next yep. week and you made this new friend and, you know, you were talking about her a lot, but I wasn't seeing her. Mm. And you weren't... And I said, oh, bring her over for dinner. Great, let's yeah. meet, let's have a chat. And you didn't, or you yeah. avoided that. I would immediately think that that was dodgy. Yeah. I would, and I think it's right to feel it's dodgy. I think you're taking somebody for granted if you didn't think that there would... Not not dodgy, but I think you'd have to be alerted to it yeah. because even in a really happy marriage, I don't believe that if some young, hot bird really started to show you attention, mm. you wouldn't be interested in that because... I, the, the, I mean, the thing that's very lucky for me is you're sober. Yeah. If you were still drinking, yeah, no, because I think so many of our, so many of our, so many moral morals go out the yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. Luckily for me, I wasn't one of those person people when I had a drink. I, I'm quite I, I, infidelity to me is incredibly complicated and like mm. unpleasant, and just the thought of it would just gives me anxiety. <laughs> you know? So that's quite a lucky thing for yeah. me. I don't have that temptation. Mm. I don't have that. I could yeah, but... never have an affair. Mm. That's what I couldn't do. Now, mm. that's not to say that you could be in any relationship where you get unhappy and you leave it, but I couldn't run two relationships mm. at the same time. Mm. No, but I mean, you, going back to your thing of if someone incredibly pretty or attractive, and not just attractive physically, but attractive mm. in terms of personality. Not even necessarily that pretty, but somebody that was like... Full on. You're into a lot of things that are beyond me. Because of your education, because of your... Like, you would, you know, like, some of the films you like to see and, you know, some of the art... Well, when, of the Mar art when Harry met Sally. <laughs> uh, a lot of the art, we share our thoughts in, but I can't talk on it to the level that you can, having, you know, been to university, having studied films, studied English. Those, somebody like that could be more of a... You could fall intellectually for somebody. Mm. You're sticking your finger in your ear mm. and you're looking up to the sky like you're... Paddington no, Bear. I've genuinely got really itchy ears. Because not everybody's watching this. Some people are listening <laughs> to this on podcasts. No, no, I'm just God. thinking. He's looking up like he's got his finger stuck deep into yeah. his... <laughs> like his I would not... his ear helps his thoughts. Well, no, I mean, I'm just thinking like, there's no way I would... So I suppose, no, of course I wouldn't leave, but would I think about the idea of what, no, what my life would ask, be like with that? I'm, I'm not asking you that because I, I don't think that's a I fair don't. question to ask. What I'm talking about is... The question, yeah. can people be friends? Um, or, I've I scratched think, my nose. No, yeah, that's I think like... make new friends in a new relationship, would that ever like make either of us feel nervous? And, yeah, I think uh, it would. And, and I think that might Maybe. make me feel nervous. Now, that's not to say I think you'd run off. But no. I would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't just, oh, Mark's made a wonderful new friend. She's attractive and she can talk all day long about the ins and outs of, the latest German subtitle. God film almighty, you make me sound so boring. No, you're not boring at all. I, I'd, I'd like no, to no, talk no, about I, the ins and outs I'm of the not, latest Disney series. I, I'm not saying that. What <laughs> I'm saying is. 
that there are things yeah, right. in but your you feel life. No, I don't feel no? vulnerable. Oh, okay, I don't feel vulnerable at all. Christ. But what I'm saying is I'm ask, answering the question of the podcast. Right. That would be a situation, not that I would feel vulnerable to, but I would pay attention to mm. because I don't think you can just completely go, oh, like my partner just loves me and they love me, whatever, because if that were a whole, a gap in you, which mm. you do often say you wish you could have, you know, longer conversations with anyone about the mm. stuff, the more esoteric stuff that you're into, that I am not into, nor do I want to be mm. into. That's yeah, fair yeah. enough uh, as uh. well. And we have, I think through our marriage, we've got an ongoing great conversation through our life. But there are some conversations that I can't have with you. Well, I, I think an equivalence for me would be if you, say, developed a new friendship with someone who, a man who connected with you, around cookery or cooking, you know, making a cookery show, you know, all that kind of stuff. For me, I think, well, I can't deliver on that. So I think it's an interesting element that you've introduced because I think this is not about physical attraction necessarily. This is about Maybe that's being, you get older, you being in a relationship. Maybe 10 yeah. years ago, it would have yeah. been somebody with great tits or, you know, yeah. fabulous legs. But as you get older, yeah. I think the understandings are where are those gaps in what I can't give my partner. Yes, I, exactly. Because I know that I love you and I know that you know that and yeah. I know that you feel cared for and cherished and mm. I'm affectionate and... You know, we can have a good row, and I know all of those things. But what about the things that one can't quite do? Like mm. you've always said to me, I always really worry about not so much now, but you'd say, you know, if somebody could go out and get drunk and have a good mm. laugh, mm. Know, that would be where I would. Yeah, be. I mean, I, I that is a massive part of it. I mean, an inability to kind of you're an incredibly social person. You thrive off. You know, I don't mean like you're out all the time, but you thrive off meeting new people all the time. You're a naturally flirtatious person. I mean, I'm a naturally flirtatious person with people. When I meet people, I... Yeah, but I kind of... But I love that I like to be... I love seeing you flirt with other people. I like to... Yeah, but flirtation, I think... Well, we know what. We don't mean flirt. No, 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 no. But but I do like to kind of throw all of me at someone because I like making people like you. I like making people feel special. I'm interested in what they've got to say. I'm not going to sit And you like people falling for you. No, no, and I don't mean that in like fancying you. You like, like I do, you like to make people like you. Well, and I like you to make people laugh, I like to entertain feel, people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I like to perhaps just, you know, talk to people and provide a different perspective on things if they're struggling with, the, you know, I don't, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. all of so that sort of stuff. So the human connections, yeah. and it's like, when can those connections, when does it become a dangerous fusing with somebody that's in a relationship and a new friendship, uh, uh. or an old friendship, like if somebody's well, got a that friendship with ask. an ex, yeah. that they finished with you. I mean, somebody messaged me today, they were anonymous, and they said she, said, she said, I find it so difficult because my partner has a real friendship with his ex. I don't but the problem that... is, she finished with him. Right, so he still probably harbours something. Yeah, and well, I think that would be very, very difficult. Well, but that's an interesting whole subcategory of finding the opposite sex. So you might be, and I might be, incredibly sort of fixed in the idea that we don't meet or become friends with the opposite sex and entertain the thought of actually having sex with them or potentially having a relationship with them or a fling or a flirt or whatever. Um, but the other person might with you. And so, for example, there could be a situation where, say, I'd become friends with a woman... Uh, but she was too 
flirtatious with me. And I know that bringing her back to meet you, that would make you feel awkward or it might make you feel insecure and I wouldn't want you to feel that. But then there's already some sort of deceit, deceit. happening, isn't right, there? Right. And I think that that's what's... I think that's where it can become very difficult because yeah. when you live with somebody, mostly that other person can pick up on something. So you can, you can pick up on everything with me. Where somebody <laughs> said, oh, well, the reason I never brought her back is she's quite flirtatious with me and I didn't want to upset you. <laughs> if, you are, if you are listening to this, any men, I would strongly advise you not to say that right, right. because even though that might be the truth, anyone's things are going to go, even a non-jealous person is going, hang on a minute, So, but you still kept seeing her, but away from me, because you didn't want me to be upset by her flirting with me. Right. And you can see how that could snowball. But could you argue that the reason you don't develop friendships with men is because you know that that contingent is always in there, without, without consciously being aware I of it? I worry about that because of the way that I... It's like, who is it that said to me the other day? Was it somebody was saying to me, oh, you're, oh, it's Linda Robson. Linda Robson's going, you're the sexiest loose woman. Well, loose woman. I'm like, am I? Mm. I've had no idea. She goes, yeah, you're really sexy. It's just like, when I just see you walk here, you just look so sexy. And I was like, oh, God. Um, and it kind of makes me nervous that. Didn't it make you feel nice? Well, I mean, people have always said that to me. I mean, people have always said that to me. Oh, you're really sexy. Men say to me, oh, you're really sexy. But I don't necessarily, but I don't want that kind of attention. Yes, right. it's nice, but I think it gets confused too easily. So like right. if you're nice to somebody. So that... And I think because, and because I grew up around so many women, I never really understood boys. I never played mm. with boys. Mm. I was never playful with boys. Boys were somebody that I kind of flirted with, even if I didn't really, wasn't really interested mm. in them, because that's how I kind of communicated with the but, male species. But what I'm driving at is, if people tell you you're sexy all the time... No, uh, but they don't tell me no, I'm no, sexy no, all the time. time. I said, through my life, that's yeah. been... Nadja, oh, she's the sexy... But if warm, a straight man says leaf, that, if a straight man says that, does that make you think of them in a different way? I wouldn't... I think that would be crossing a line if a man, straight man said to me, you're sexy. Right. I, I wouldn't think that's appropriate. So, but oh, I see. Sorry, I got confused because when you said lots of people said it, I presume people have always no, no. I said people have always said that through my life. People yeah. have said to me, described me as the sexy, yeah, yeah. fun, bubbly. But one. I wonder whether and that's I've always because... gone. What do, you know? Where does that? Yeah. You know that, and I always think that's just because I'm warm, mm. and I ask somebody quite like when I meet somebody, I ask them mm. so mm. many questions about yeah, yeah. their lives. Like I always say to. The girls, if you want to make friends or if you want a boy or someone to be interested in you, ask them about mm. themselves. Because so many people don't ask other people about yeah, no, themselves. I agree. So, uh, so that can be very confusing for people where they think that you're interested in them in a sexual way. Going back to what you said, Precisely. that men will always think, do you fancy? But that's what I mean. In a sort of reverse manner, you're almost preventing or making sure that that potentially doesn't happen because you know how men think. Not that I ever think about no. that consciously. Okay. It's because that's the way I've always been through mm. my life. I keep men at arm's length. Mm. Because I think that's, that's the perfect way to describe me. I keep straight men at arm's length. Because I think, I, you know, I've often heard, I mean, I remember in previous relationships, 
people saying, you know, um, you know, you're, someone you're leading them on or they're leading you on and sort of that phrase you're and being led on. And that can be a very blurry line because you could just be being kind to someone yeah, and they'll point. go, oh, but I thought there was something going on here. I thought you fancied me and, you're, and you can be totally horrified going, oh my yeah, yeah. God, no, yeah. not at any minute. Yeah. So the whole thing about, I get it when you say, you could say, oh, she's very flirty with this, me, this woman. Um, I don't really know if I should take her back to my girlfriend or my wife because she's very flirty with me. Yeah. I think most people, men or women, are going to say, so you're staying in communication with this person that's flirting mm. with you, but somewhere you've made a decision that that, she, that relationship, even if it's still platonic, shouldn't be seen right. by your partner. Is there an argument to not have a friendship with the opposite sex if there is a flirtatious aspect to it? I think the ideal, I think the absolute ideal is that a part, that partners have trust yeah. and that um, everyone is able to be an individual and make friendships outside or within their yeah. um relationship and if i wanted to make friends with straight men i would make mm. friends with straight i'm not going to be sitting there going right mark leans towards jealousy he used to be terribly jealous but now i'm not going to because i wouldn't give that advice to my girls mm. like if our girls came to us and said oh i'm in this relationship my boyfriend or my husband's being really weird i really like this guy at work he's just a great guy we both love mm. marvel or whatever mm. and he's saying to me that he doesn't want me to be friends with him because he's straight what would we say to them we would say no, you've well, got to make him understand that you are an independent, free-thinking woman and you cannot be told who you're going to be friends with. But going back to Billy We've Crystal... We've never told them who they can be friends with. Going, Why back, going back to the granular detail of Billy Crystal's comment, could the attraction and the reason the friendship has developed at all be based on attraction without yeah. it even being conscious? Yes, but then it's all about what are the boundaries because... Mm. Say if you've made friends with somebody and you feel like it's going a bit of a different way. If, if Maddie or Kiki were coming to ask me this advice, mm. I would say, well, you might be imagining it. Just carry on as you are. But then if, some, if this escalates even a little bit more, you've got to mm. say to that person, listen, can I be honest? My friend told me the other day, he said, it's not my most dreaded phrase from you, Nadia. Oh, God, it's saying, he well, goes, tell him it's, it's mine he as goes, well. It's always the best bit of any conversation with you. But it's always, it's <laughs> always the most dreaded. But there's something in it. I think we spend so much time as human beings trying to work out a million different ways to say something. Everyone's walking around not understanding each other. But if you, I would say I was in a new friendship with a guy mm. and, um, and I feel it had gone across the line, I would say, listen, I'm probably completely imagining this, but it feels like you might be getting some, catching some other feelings. I Really, that's not for uh. me. I really like you. I really hope we can be friends, but there's no way this would ever be anything else. I'm really happily married. Mm. That's what I would say. Mm. That's the advice I would give to anybody mm. else to say. Mm. And then you're clear. Because I think too often, and I, I can only speak from a female point of view, we compromise. Right. We feel like kind of obliged because was I giving him a wrong signal? Right. Now I feel really bad. And I've learned that through my life to go, no. No, I was just being nice. Mm. If you've chosen to take it as meaning something else, it's up to me to tell you that you got it wrong. But you see, going back to something you mentioned earlier, that's why I've never understood the staying in a friendship with your ex thing. I don't see how you can stay friends with your ex and not on occasion be reminded of the intimacy that you had, 
it potentially be sparked back. Yeah, but it, it's not for me. I could never poten- be friends But with potentially, men. as by an extension of that, potentially, potentially, potentially sparked back up. I mean, I, I think because a lot of people have problems with that. Uh, idea. For me, when a relationship's over, it's over. I would never go back. But I think. But I tell you what, I do. I admire hugely. I'm always really impressed when people are friends with their yeah, exes. It's weird. I'm not. I'm like. God, wow, what, and your partner now is the right with it, yeah, and I was just thinking, wow, See, I this isn't that. that interesting, I'm not, I see it as really inconsiderate to the new person. Well, that's because you have a lot of jealousy issues. No, 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 well, no, I think because a lot, I think an enormous number of people have issues with exes. No, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying it comes yeah. from a place of insecurity. Oh, yeah. Because if a person is secure in their relationships, like, no. say you wanted to be friends with one of your exes now, God help us. Um, <laughs> uh, I would 100% know that you were not wanting to... I'm secure mm. that you are not going to go back to any of your exes. Certainly not. <laughs> no, no, but you know what I mean. So if you said, you know what, actually, with da-da-da, got so much water's gone under the bridge, bumped into each other in the tape the other day, sat, we had a coffee, and we were talking about da-da-da, and it was really nice. I might say again, mm. I would be totally okay with that. Yeah, maybe women are easier with that than men. I don't know. But maybe we go back to the beginning, where you said you think that most men are kind of thinking Exactly. So I think with an ex situation, I think the man in that scenario will be thinking about whether it could be resurrected or whether there's something that's still there or a spark or a this or that and the other. And, and you know what? I'd just like to say to anyone listening or watching now, please, 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 do not put a comment underneath here saying, well, I think that's disgusting what men said. Mark said about all men. He's not saying that. He's, he's really talking from his own perspective. And the brilliant thing about this podcast, I would like to say, is we are very bloody honest. Well, what have I said that they could think about? Well... What? what? You've been very honest, but it's very un-PC. Right. To oh, say what? most men are just thinking... Oh, well, no, 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 but I'm... I, in the Billy no, Crystal. I really, Crystal. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I, that's why I love the film. I think he's he's not an objectionable man. He's not a misogynist in it, but he, he's, he toys with what yeah. he thinks is a truth. But that's and what I think, we want with this podcast, yeah. to be able to talk about those yeah. differences between some men and some women and to be able to have that conversation. And of course, without there being... This is a spoiler, because I assume most people will have watched the film. They prove the case, they prove the point that they can't maintain a friendship, though she well, is marginally... She is marginally... She is marginally more successful. But that's why I think it was such a cutting-through success. Cool. It was a, ro- a rom-com with a really clever thematic idea at the centre of it without someone having a knock to the head and uh, something or other it was just like oh yeah no this is real this is something back in the 80s you know this sort of question wasn't asked a deeply sort of couples counselling-esque kind of question and I think one has to be honest I mean I was I grew up and I've said this before in a strongly feminist environment and that presented a lot of different kind of dilemmas for me. I don't mean like my mum was lightly feminist. We're talking ardent feminist, politically active, uh, and then eventually lesbian feminist. So the position of a man, a heterosexual man within that, and how I grew up, it really challenged what I would say were my attitudes to women because I was feel I. I theoretically was being programmed in the most perfect way. But I had urges and I had passions and I had crushes and I had sexual desires that at times I was like, I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. And so in a weird way, because they punched through the filter 
of feminism, which I signed up to, I understood, I would talk to my mum and her friends about it, I kind of grasped the inequality and all that kind of stuff. Um, if these impulses were still kicking through that incredibly strong feminist firewall, there's got to be something authentic in them and not necessarily perverse or pejorative or misogynistic. Or, and that's what I mean. I think to say that men, when they, straight men, when they come across women or they develop a closer friendship with women, the fact that that thought might go through their head doesn't make them predatory. Doesn't make them exactly. reductive. It just makes you human. I, I don't see a problem yeah. with it. It's how you, whether you act out on it or not. I just want to read some of the messages that you gave us on Instagram. Thank you as ever for joining in. Uh, Chloe says, a new female friend, no way, capital wow. letters. Old ones are fine. Oh, that's interesting. I'd have thought it would be the other way around. Um, Venetia, I think it's fine so long as your partner's feel included so there is no feeling of threat well that's what you so were it's saying okay to make friend mm, yeah i don't completely agree with that because i don't think you have to share every one of your right. friends with me but right. um yeah i think if you were just continuously seeing somebody that i never saw i think that would be odd yeah that's my point you said if i didn't invite them around you'd wonder why after a while yeah yeah after six um, years uh Natasha Tiramos. Hi, Natasha. I definitely think you can just be friends, especially if you're already in a relationship. Uh, photography by Zaza. No feelings. No. Feelings will eventually happen for at least one of you. Ah. So she agrees with Billy Crystal. Yeah. We're back. We had to do a trim because Nadia accidentally read, read out her name. name. And this, this woman would like to stay anonymous. My partner stays every other weekend at his work colleague's house, insisting she's lonely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, that that would make me. Uh, that would make anyone feel a bit insecure. Every wouldn't other it? weekend. No, I, I I would say that I would have to go, oh, or right. she would have to come. Oh, well, see, nice. go to her. Oh, that's nice. Oh, she's feeling really lonely. Let's help her out. She's on her own. Have her over to yours next time. Oh, wow, direct advice there. That's what I would do. Zoe, I've had the opposite sex being used to play mind games to try and get a jealous reaction. Well, exactly. Right. I think sometimes people even make up that there might be somebody that they've got closer to just so... Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Don't do that, guys no. and girls. If anyone's doing that, it's so painful. Yeah, games are silly. <clears throat> Sian Kim, yes, growing up, most of my friends were boys. One of my best friends is like a brother. Lovely. I think if I'd had brothers, yeah. I would have been better with boys, but I just yeah. didn't... I didn't spend enough time. That's why I'm kind of am very much for mixed schools. Um, Abil, Abil, I can't say this name. I'm going to have to say Abil. <laughs> of course, I'm bisexual. My partner is female. We both have female friends. Brilliant. Um, Katie Brimfield, absolutely. Me and my friend have been friends for 20 years and never anymore. See, I think there's a huge difference. I mean, I hear that. I, I, there's a huge difference, and I think what yeah, I'm interested in... No, no, but a difference between having an active thought or conscious thought that you want to do something or could do something or maybe did, could do something, mm. and it part of the friendship, part of the DNA of the friendship, the friendship is only allowed because there's something there, even if you're, it's not conscious to you, even if it's not something you're going to act on. 
That's what interests me. And I think that's where Billy Crystal's really comment is really interesting. You may have no intention. You're a loyal person. You have no intention. You're not even thinking about it. But the reason you've got that friendship with that person, uh, whether it be of the opposite sex or same sex, but that you're, you know, that you're drawn to, surely, or maybe, or is there some sexual yeah, but I think Aspect. I think it's a very sad world. Tell us what you you think. have to avoid all of the opposite sex in case I'm not saying you are avoid. so overrun. No, that's by... not what I'm saying. I'm no, not no, saying no, avoid. No, but I'm saying just generally. I think that it's something that sorts us out from the decent and the indecent if those feelings come up and how you deal with them. Yeah, but I'm if saying you don't even know if if they don't come up. I suppose what I'm saying is is it is it within the very DNA of opposite or same-sex friendships, whatever your, you know, sexual orientation is, for it to actually happen at all, is that in there somewhere, even though you're not aware of it? Mm. Perhaps. I'm just looking here because somebody's just messaged me and said, I've sent a DM to you because it's too long a message. So I'm just seeing if I can find it because I would like to read it out for her. I think she's uh, keen for us to read it. Um, one second... Uh, uh, uh. If you haven't seen when Harry met Sally, do go and check it out. And then leave your comments below. We love reading your comments, uh, you know, after we've recorded this. Uh, and you can leave comments either on the Apple um, iTunes podcast uh, app, uh, or you can leave comments, obviously, under the YouTube chat. Yeah, I can't find this because I can't find out where to okay. find the DM. Hannah, okay. I'm so sorry, I can't find it. Um, oh, well, there yeah, we go. So there you go, very interesting. Yeah. It's one of those topics that you can just keep revisiting for yeah. a podcast, can't yeah, you? Yeah. Because I yeah. think over the years, one changes one's mind as well. Mm. Maybe the next time one of us has a new friendship, we should talk about it again. There we go.